welcome. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About Live Shopping. This is a series dedicated to unraveling the intricacies, and I think we know there are a lot of intricacies about this whole live shopping phenomenon. I'm Cynthia Nelson, your host, three-time entrepreneur, Forbes contributor, investor, and advisor. Today, we're talking to Kenneth Tan, co-founder and CEO of Be Live. Hey, good morning, Kenneth, and thank you so much for joining us. Cynthia, big pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm Kenneth. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. I, you know, thank you for taking the time. I know it's a very different time zone that you're in in Singapore, but I was reading that you got some amazing press and that you were Entrepreneur of the Year in 2021 in Singapore. Congratulations. And, you know, how did that come about? And, you know, what sparked all of that for you? Yeah, I think, um, you know, big, big, um, I'm very, very fortunate to be in the position and uh, receiving the award. It's not that important, but what was super important for, for me was the uh, ability to contribute during times of crisis. So the entire the entire award was structured around the, the COVID period and how startups and uh, ventures like us could contribute to the nation and even beyond the nation, right? So during the uh, Corona, you know, COVID-19 period, we actually built and uh, scaled our live shopping as a service platform mm. um, by the same name, BeLife, right? We have deployed it across some of the largest platforms, e-commerce platforms, social media platforms, DLC brands across the world, including Rakuten, which is the uh, mm-hmm. largest e-commerce platform in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, Grab, which is, you know, a ride-hailing and super app in Southeast Asia, Trendyo even in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, so during during the pandemic, we we managed to uh, scale this service and, uh, you know, just just very uh, fortunate to be to be uh, recognized for this. It's not me, it's the team, right? So just very fortunate, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I want to hear your story. You know, what inspired the creation of BeLive? Because there's always some spark that happens. I'd love to hear about it. Right, right. So um, um before starting BeLive, right, I was uh I was based in Tokyo, Japan for mm-hmm. almost two years, right? And uh during my time there, I was I was a corporate guy all my life, right? I I was with DNA, which yeah. is uh one of the uh leading IT slash uh gaming companies in, in Japan. Right, so DNA invested into this platform named Showroom. Right, mm-hmm. so Showroom is a very interesting platform. Uh, it was started in 2014 or 2013. And the idea around Showroom was to allow idols uh, in Japan or celebrities in Japan to connect their fans. Mm-hmm. Right? And streaming was super new there, right? Nobody, Facebook Live didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. The only of live streaming probably was in China. Mm-hmm. Right? So when we saw it take off, at a phenomenal growth rate in uh in Japan. I, I really try to convince the uh the management to bring this uh concept to Southeast Asia. And uh, you know, I decided why not just you know stick it out and do it on my own. And I met a couple of like-minded, uh, crazy, crazy people, you know, my co-founders. And uh we started in 2014, right? We scaled the business, we launched our first uh, um, iteration of the platform in 2016. So very interestingly enough, we started off as a social live streaming platform. Mm-hmm. Right, our own platform with the ability to have influencers, KOLs, do live shopping streams and sell products to their, uh, not, not even sell products, but just introduce mm-hmm. products that they like to their mm-hmm. followers. So yeah, we did, we did that for a while, but uh, we realized that our core competencies you know, really were in the technology that we built, mm-hmm. right? the ability to broadcast to millions and millions across the world. And this is something that's very unique amongst our space, right? Because the ability to host 3 million people in a single live stream yeah. um, in a native app or in a web uh, environment is not something that you can build from scratch easily, right? And we've built that and uh, we've managed to offer this to our customers. So yeah, that is uh, 
that's where we where we pivoted and uh you know we've not looked back since then uh, that was in 2018 when we made the pivot yeah um, so very thankful to have a great team supporting uh operations and growing from there yeah that's great a corporate guy goes 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 rogue <laughs> i love it <laughs> i love yeah. it and I think once you're yeah. bit by that, I think you're once you're bit as a startup, I, I don't think you exactly. can go back. I think it's it's like a sickness in a certain way. I think exactly. once, once you're in, I don't think you can probably pivot back to corporate, right? Unless somebody big, big, big comes in and buys you. That's that's a whole nother story. But, you know, we were talking a few minutes before the the recording about um, kind of the, the customer side and the customer journey yeah. and how customers are starting to use live. And, you know, what would you say are... are kind of the key learnings that you've seen from customers going on BeLive, you know, what are, what are they learning and how are they actually developing out their live streams and, and even the VOD shopping side afterwards? Yeah, so we, we've seen a lot of live video shopping um, streams being created and then being repurposed after the stream into short video clips, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of our customers are um, really good at doing that. We kind of uh, see three main pillars being uh, we don't call them pillars of success, right? But we call them, we are very focused on um, bringing the content creation and the uh, content curation part from the customer's uh, perspective back to these three pillars. The first will be the authenticity of the content, right? So being authentic is something that uh, is very underrated. I mean, everybody knows, sure, be real, right? Don't don't try and sell, sell stuff. Right. But what does that actually mean? Uh, it yeah. means that the people who are video um, the video first generation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just to give you a just to give you an idea of how dominant video is, I'm sure you really know as well. Eighty six percent of internet traffic last year was for video. Eighty six percent of yeah. all internet. Traffic. That's insane. I mean, yeah, yeah. This, it's just getting started, right? I mean, uh, everybody's going to be video first, right? And with that kind of exposure and uh, um, what you call it, uh, normalcy of consuming video, a lot of um viewers are you are going to detect right away if you're trying to sell something mm. right so being authentic um getting an influencer or KOL or even a someone in your team to talk about a product right that is something that is very necessary and uh, brands that we have collaborated with uh, platforms we collaborate with are successful if they use this right the second component is actually something that uh, I'm sure Cynthia you're very uh, you're very aware of as well the prime time television mindset Yep. Right. So especially in Asia, I think home TV shopping and live shopping has a lot of uh, similarities, right? If you have a live stream happening at prime time, which is like in Asia is 9 p.m. onwards mm-hmm. to 11 p.m., mm-hmm. you're going to perform exceedingly well, mm-hmm. right? So that is something that uh, we advise our, our brands to do and we've seen success. The mm-hmm. last one, um, that is something that it also, we have seen, we've taken cues from uh, success in China as well, right? Mm-hmm. Demonstratable products, mm-hmm. right? So products that you can see a before and after. Mm-hmm. I mean, most easily, I think electronics like uh, vacuum cleaners or blenders right. or, and even like cosmetic products, you right. can have a very clear distinction before and after. Those tend to do really well. Yeah. And yeah. on the talent side, I think that it's, we've talked about this too. It's a little underrated, you know, people, someone who creates a product and says, oh, I've, I've developed this this amazing, you know, I'm the CEO of this amazing company. They're not always the best one to be on yeah. selling the product. You know, it's sometimes a co-host is great to have on with someone who's developed a product to actually pull out 
and describe it better and also yeah. give those calls to call to action. Because I think when you're creating something and it's your baby, you're not always, you know, they're <laughs> hawking it, right? You need someone to do those call to actions to make sure that the consumers engage. Have you found the same thing? Yeah, I'm guilty of, I'm guilty of that as well, you know, <laughs> hawking my own product a lot. So yeah, I, I think um, being too salesy is a huge, uh, huge turnoff. Right, and uh, you know, it, it goes back to our point of being authentic. So yes, I, I agree with you. I think we've seen um, really expensive productions uh, being set up for live streams. They spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, they get someone who is a famous YouTuber or famous uh, celebrity who is used to hosting large galas or dinners right. or whatever. Yeah. They just sound too professional. It's yeah, it's not. It's too it's yeah. It's it's almost too professional in a certain way. It doesn't feel authentic, and yeah. in the moment. What about, you know, generative AI? Do you think it's going to have an impact on live shopping? And if so, you know, where and how? Yeah, so, I mean, with our partners, uh, Microsoft, Amazon, uh, we have been fortunate enough to have early access and test some of the capabilities that uh, we feel have some use cases for live video shopping. So one of uh, the tools that we've built on top of OpenAI is a AI sales assistant, right? So this is incredibly useful, especially in Asia when you have a lot of scale in every live stream, right? Mm -hmm. So this, a viewer can go into a live stream or even a short video, shoppable short video and mm -hmm. ask a question about a product that's already in, in the live stream, like a biscuit. Right. For example, with Sir Julie's biscuit or whatever, um, when does this expire? Right. Right? This chatbot is going to answer you exactly the date because the LLM learns about the product, right? Mm -hmm. And this helps the host handle or manage 30,000 viewers right. asking questions. Yeah, So that's, that's one of the use cases we have discovered. That's super interesting. And then you've got a lot of uh, creators that are on the platform and how are they how are they driving conversion? And you've also got a relationship, I think, with Amazon as well. Yeah, yeah. So the creators-wise, we actually work with a lot of uh, MCNs, partners, talent agencies to uh, to bring these creators to our, our D2C brand partners. Mm -hmm. So essentially what we actually do is we create um, video players that sit on top of uh, brand-owned properties, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, a D2C brand like L'Oreal.com, for right. example, they have a slash video page. We power that segment, the Trendio, the largest mm -hmm. e-commerce platform in Turkey, right? Mm -hmm. So, the short video and live video page, um, they use our solutions. So, so, we bring our creators, our partners' creators onto those platforms, onto their brand-owned assets and drive traffic there. So the reason why they want to do this and why they don't want to just depend on the social media channels, right. yeah, the importance of first-party data is super yep. important. For them. Yep. If, if they yeah. don't gather that kind of data, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not like we're telling them to give up their social media strategy. It's impossible. Everybody's on yep. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, but 2% a year, 3% a year, 5% a year of their social media traffic going to the platform yeah. is important. Right. So yeah, the the data, data, you're, you're talking exactly that right thing. The data and analytics are so important, that first party data, which they don't get. They don't get it at retail when they sell a product. They're not getting it on any of the social platforms and they're paying exactly. a lot to be there. And their ROAS is now going down because, you know, they're, mm -hmm. and those platforms are not built for shopping. Really? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. They're built you're right. for, you know, conversion, talking to people, sharing things about your family. They're not, they were never built for for you know shopability, which is why I think the rise of a lot of platforms like your like your Be Live is is super important. Yeah. If yeah. you were going to look at like the future, mm. if you had a crystal ball, kind of the future of of what's happening in live shopping, what do you see in in the next couple of years? 
Yeah, so we see the rise of us. Uh, it's going to be driven by creators for sure, right? And uh, we see the rise of everyday creators that are non-celebrities, right? So we've seen this happen in, in China already. The, yeah. I'll give you an example, the uh, departmental stores, the live streamers. The live streamers uh, that they, they employ are actually not KOLs. They're not celebrities. They're not influencers. They are their own salespeople. <clears throat> so they just sit around and live stream. And they're the best people to sell, right? Because that's what they do for a living. They connect with people. They don't have a agenda to protect their image. Right. You know, when you are celebrity followers, you want to, oh, they I need to portray this. Right. Yeah, you behave very differently, right? And you have a wall and a mask on. So this has actually replicated in, just recently into uh, Jakarta where L'Oreal opened 14 studios to do live streams. In Jakarta, that's crazy. Man. And all of them are manned by sales, their own sales staff. Sales people, right? So Exactly, exactly. So authenticity, again, it goes back to authenticity, right? So we believe that despite being driven by a uh, very uh, influencer-focused uh, ap amplification methods, so there was there will still be room for influencers to amplify and yeah. really good ones who are, you know, chameleons in selling uh, mm. can do well, sure. But we also see the rise of more and more ordinary folk like you and me, right? Yeah. Maybe you and I can start a live shopping channel and do really well because we, we don't have a... Because we are not, I mean, for me, I'm not famous, right? So I don't care. Right, I'm just going right. to say whatever I want. <laughs> so that's that's actually uh, where we see this going. One of the aspects of where I see this going, yeah. And then as far as your platform is concerned, you know, yeah. have you expanded into the U.S. market? Are you doing anything with U.S. brands and clients or are you mostly Southeast Asia and again with Turkey? Yeah, so not yet in the U.S. Uh, we do have a customer in the U.S. Uh, a couple of pilots being discussed with uh, our media agency partners uh, in the U.S. Um, what we actually are building is not only uh, so, so going back to first principles, what we actually give customers is a video player that yep. sits on the website app, right? It's actually a television screen, right? So uh, you and I both come from the television shop yep. shopping network era. Yep. What we're trying to do is actually build a retail media network that connects all screens together into a single powerful life, the first world's first live shopping media network, right? So this is very interesting because BeLife has access to some of the largest platforms in the world, right? Like um, Rakuten, Grab, Trendu, whatever. There right. are millions and millions of users, right? So a brand like Daf or Coca-Cola, right? Theoretically mm -hmm. can start a single live stream and have it broadcasted using a technology to TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Grab, and Rakuten, and Trendu, and D2C brands, ABC. Right? So it's incredibly powerful and uh, we become sort of like a DSP yeah, uh, I was, was going to say you're you're actually the, the, you become that ecosystem for all of them across, the and they kind of cross pollinate each other even. Exactly, because exactly. you're on one, it's it's kind of ricocheting. It's super super interesting. Um, yeah, I'm so excited for you again. Congratulations on being you know an entrepreneur of the year in 2021, and I know you're going to be doing great things when you come Thank to the you. U.S. I'm in New York. You have to come and visit for sure. I'll tour you oh, around sure. our, fair, our fair city. And if I, if I'm in the Far East in Singapore, I will do the same with you. Yes. Thank, Thank you so you much for being here and um, good luck with everything. Thanks, Cynthia. It was a big pleasure to be here.